Take two. <laughs> False start, offense. <laughs> 52, offense. False start, 10 yard penalty. <laughs> Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. And we are two minutes late, and that is entirely my fault because I did not press the go live button. So, welcome you along to episode or season four, episode 23. Have I got that right this time, gents? Yep. <laughs> Overall, episode number 228 of the UK Dallas Cowboys uh, podcast. How are you both doing, gentlemen? Yeah, not too bad. Managed to survive last night with uh, former Eagles Hollis Thomas. Um, it, was, it was a very good night, although I did seem to be a stooge last night. So every time, you know, every five minutes, he's like, Dallas sucks. So, yeah. <laughs> I gave as good as I got, though. So. Very good. Just um, win, baby. Just oh, just we're getting, win. We're getting, a, we're getting a, a, a John Madden reference or an Al Davis reference in relation to uh, the big news of today. Yeah, and yeah. certainly came through. Obviously, we've sent a sixth round pick for Hankins and the seventh to the Raiders. So. Um, it's it's a good pickup. Should help. It's another big space-eating body to to help shore up the run game. Um, obviously, has experience of playing in our division because he's a former New York Giant. So mm-hmm. um, knows what the NFC East is about. Knows all the rivalry games, etc. Um, should be a good pickup, and it's at relatively low cost as well. And normally, you know, the Raiders like to fleece us as they did with Amari Cooper uh, four years ago. Um, you know, most at that point in time, I think the best they'd been offered was a second round pick, and then they were holding out for a first from us. So, mm-hmm. um, it's I think it's a good pickup. Uh, the only thing now, obviously, with the the raising of Carlos Watkins at the weekend there, you've now got an overabundance, more more so than you did before, but you've now got um, a, a, a whole heap of defensive linemen on the, on the roster, on the 53 at the moment. So, um, yeah, that was my first thought on it. Like, you lose a corner and bring in a D-lineman. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like there's yeah. only... Like, there's only four spots on the, the D-line. Um, so you've got a starter, a spare, and two two left over. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it um, wouldn't surprise me if somebody got cut or traded. Mm. Um, they've, they've probably just brought in Hankins before making room, as opposed to making room and then not getting the deal over the line. So... Um, yeah, DJ Dog raising the the, the, the trading question. Um, there's every chance. Mm. Yeah, there's 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 even talk that um, you know Paul's Paul's pick at um, Neville Gallimore was Ooh. was a healthy healthy scratch at the weekend. And there's mm. <clears throat> uh, listening to one of the podcasts this week, there has been concern that. Um, Neville Gallimore is not really bought into the the off season program. Went away and did his own thing, um, and maybe isn't as far along the 
the progression that they'd be liking at the moment. So maybe there is something there. Mm. Um, maybe they ship him for something. So yeah, remind remind me to come back to this comment later on on the second part on the LVE part. But it is look. Let's be honest about it. We 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 still don't seem to have that space eater in the middle. Bohanna doesn't seem to have become the the big body guy. Ridgeway we thought was being brought in as that big body guy got cut in the off season, or not got cut, but was put down to the practice squad and then was claimed by the by the lols. So, you know, it's 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 something we need. We need someone in the middle that's going to stop the run, because better teams than the Detroit Lions will 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 gash us for yards up the middle. But um, as I, look, it's great to see all the comments coming in as always. And look, folks, let us know your thoughts. You are the most important people to this show. Myself, Graham, and Lauren, we're, we're only here because you guys are commenting and, and letting us know what you think. So keep it up. And we will try and pull everybody's comments up as we can. We, we've plenty of them there, and we'll get to them as we can go through the, the program. So. Um, Obviously, look, it's a it's a it's a victory polo Tuesday. The 24-6 win over the Detroit Lions. We're now five and two, probably the only five and two team in the country who's not in first place in their division. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I mean, who saw who saw the Giants sitting where they are? I challenge yeah. anybody to to put the Giants in that record at the minute. Um yeah. Well, the NFC East is back. I mean, even, you know, uh, the the commanders obviously resorted to making um, Aaron Rodgers and co play rugby on the last play. You know, they were they were doing everything they could to advance the ball down the field until they gave it back to Aaron Rodgers and he goes, oh, shit, I'm meant to run with it. No, I'll just pass it down the sideline and it went through the offensive lineman's legs and out of bounds. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, so... Obviously, you know, this is after a couple of years of being the NFC least, we're now back to being the NFC beast. So, how are things with um, the Sir Ian Wilson household, Graham? He's not, he's not pleased. He's, um, he's frustrated. He, he doesn't put it all down to Devontae Adams. He, mm. he says that the, the offensive line is, is not doing its, doing its part. Yeah, um, they're having to rely too heavily on um, the running game, and um, their defense isn't playing particularly well. You would suggest, um, yeah, he wouldn't. He did make a bold prediction um, that if they don't make the playoffs, Rogers will retire. But that, that that's an interesting. Because before before we go any further, I, just, I want to give a shout out to the um, the UK Detroit Lions at Roar at the Lions UK team. I was on with them on Saturday, and we did actually discuss this. I kind of said, you know, is is this the last year of Tom Brady and the last year of Aaron Rodgers? And it's interesting to hear that he thinks that as well. Well, it, it doesn't. It couldn't. I mean, it's it might not necessarily stop there. Um, you've got Matt Ryan now benched. Um, yeah. Sam Ellinger is now the, the coach starter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it seems to be the kind of the kind of great era of 
this batch of quarterbacks is coming to an end. Yeah. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I can there'll be a couple more. I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but think yeah. along Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they've all been in the league and they could all go out <laughs> in the same in the same off season because um somebody Matt Ryan's age, you know, you're starting to bounce around teams and you're not even starting anymore. Um yeah. Matt Ryan's not gonna sit on the bench for anybody. If he doesn't get a starting gig by the end of the season, he'll retire. Yeah. Like I I, I heard it said yesterday and look, I'm I'm on record. I, I thought Ellinger, if he was fit last year, would beat out Carson Wentz eventually. He got injured and didn't. But you know, he's he's hung around there at the Colts. But the the thing I heard was that Frank Reich has already lost his job. And he's just gonna he's gonna see what he can do. You know, he's hoping that Ellinger might be able to do something. And here's another name for you both. Russell Wilson's dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, and there's there's another head coach that, by all accounts, you know, the only thing that's saving him another week is the fact that the the Broncos are coming across to London this week yeah. um, for the Wembley game. You know, if if they were still in the states, I think um, Hackett would be already in in control of his P P forty five. You know, so because mm-hmm. um, I mean. And it's not just been him. There's been a whole load of issues this this year with timing, you know, delay of games and things like that. And you know, for for all we've maligned um, Mike McCarthy about you know some of his play calls, his game management, that sort of thing, you know, it's been nothing on the scale of a uh, Hackett in Denver, you know. So and you know Russell Russell Wilson's been, you know, he's just he's not done anything to help the situation as well he's you've got guys like jerry judy who want away from the system as well now yeah. uh, by by all accounts he's not he's not actually been reading the the new playbook that's been brought in because russell wilson has b- brought across the plays that he likes from seattle when they're trying to integrate that and guys like jerry judy aren't aren't running the plays correctly so there's there's question marks about um jerry judy but you know, if you think of that that draft that um, obviously we picked up CD Lamb, uh, and Minnesota Vikings got Jefferson, and that's about the only two picks that have actually turned out to pan out because the Raiders mm. lost. You know, Ruggs is now serving time in jail, um, yeah. and you know Jerry Judy is now looking like he's going to be getting traded somewhere in the next couple of weeks, if if anything. Yeah. So, getting back, getting back to the more important stuff, and uh, and 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 our own Dallas Cowboys is time for. So news and updates. So as we say, look, we've acquired Jonathan Hankins today for what seems to be a, a sixth or a conditional sixth round pick. Um, Dak has played his first game since week one. Jordan Lewis has gone to IR. His season is over with a less frank injury. And Neville Gallimore was a healthy scratch at the weekend. Um, Basham was elevated from the practice squad, was it? To, to replace him. And no, Carlos Carlos Watkins was. Watkins, Basham, Watkins, yeah. Basham's still on IR. Basham's still on IR, yeah. That's it. So, you know, which what topic would you like to discuss first? 
Well, if we if we go in order, I mean, obviously the, the trade with Hankins, I think you know, as I said at the beginning, it's a it's a big space eater eater. It's mm. it's low cost because I mean, it's actually we're giving them a sixth and they're giving us a seventh back, so yeah. we're still getting something out of it, even if Hankins doesn't pan out. Um, yet all you're doing is probably trading back thirty two places, and your chances are you're not going to get somebody. You, you know, the sixth and seventh round picks are normally the guys that are inhabiting your practice squad anyways, or, mm-hmm. you know, are 50 to 53. They're on your roster. They're probably your, um, maybe your special teamers or something like that. But, um, or, or I mean, obviously it's tra- it's potential trade bait for moving up in the draft if, if you so- see a player that you want. Um, so, I it it can only do good. I mean, we'll see how that goes. So, yeah. it's unfortunate, but I think Jordan Lewis might have played his last game for the Cowboys. Yeah. Um. See, when you consider one year left on his deal, mm. um, they saved five million on the cap by cutting him. Mm. Um. Liz Frank injuries are not great, and he was. Let, let's be kind, he was the third corner. Yeah. So it's kind of stacked against him, is it not? Um, yeah, especially yeah. when you've got guys like Nation Wright who you would expect to progress again. Um, yeah. Do you want to pay your fourth cornerback $6 million? I don't think so. And it's a shame. Um, it's a sh- it's, it's yeah. terrible because um, this is the kind of year where he's, he needs to be performing. He's 27 now. He needs to be performing. He needs to be looking for a new deal. And the injuries kind of derailed all of that. It's unfortunate. And to be fair, to be fair I think Deron Bland has also stepped up hugely since he's come in in the draft. Yeah. I think a lot of people had him pe- pegged as the fourth cornerback and possibly the third. So Lewis was in trouble already. And then, as you mm. say, in the Sean Wright and Israel Mukwamu were coming along. So... It's 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 going to be a battle, and I mean, you always take a corner in the draft, regardless. So yeah, he's facing enough. Yeah, like I mean, if you're saving five million, and we know how much Stephen likes those cap numbers, and bringing them forward, and you've an off season where you have to new CD Lamb and Trayvon Diggs as well. Five million is going to help you out a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're you're going to have to pay other people. And when yeah. you've got when you've got ready ready made replacements already on the roster, mm. the, the numbers don't look good. It's a yeah. shame because I I quite like Jordan Lewis. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was a great pick. He came into the, the same, he came in, in the same year as Chido Wuzi, and I thought they were two really good pickups and not yeah. not glamorous players, but they got the job done. Um, yeah. And when you consider that you you could end up with another. Um, you could end up with another digs by taking a player in the second or the third round. Mm. I mean, they, they, they come cheap cornerbacks, you know, they're, they're dime a dozen, unless you're going for a, a premier one and you expect to start day one. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're no strangers to taking corners, as, as you say, Brian. There's, there's been plenty of second, third round, fourth round picks come in and start and play particularly well. You've got Bland in there as well, so. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think we the, might have seen the last of Jordan Lewis. The only thing I would say to counter that is that obviously this is a 
Browns last year with us on mm. his contract. There's no guarantee you'll sure. re-sign him. Mm. He certainly in the initial stages of the Lions game was a bit <clears throat> poor as far as I'm concerned. He gave up a 14-yard pass straight away. Just pure bad technique or bad positioning. Um, you've got Lewis. Lewis could be that um, you know elder statesman in the room, give a little bit of experience to the players yeah we'll see in the next couple of weeks obviously Bland, Wright, Kelvin Joseph um, obviously you know again I've heard this week that you know Bland is the guy if somebody goes down in the in the nickel cornerbacks Bland is the guy that you would normally bring in if uh, one of the outside cornerbacks goes down then it's Kelvin Joseph um, to at least give him a try and then you know where does Nashawn Wright fit in as well? So we need to see how. How I, I mean, again, if nothing else, this is helping us in some respects because it's giving us a chance to see how these guys are, so that you can then make that decision to move on. Um, but uh, you know, you you do still need a little bit of experience. But yeah, we do. You know, as DJ Dog says, there we're. We're sending prayers for a speedy recovery because, yeah. you know, he has been a great player for us. He's, you know, consistently, he, he got drafted and then obviously we changed coaching staff and, you know, the, the coaching staff that we brought in wanted a, a, a bigger six foot two corner. Mm. Um, you know, that was a, you know, and then it's it, every, every time uh, the defensive coordinators come in, you know, whether it's Nolan, it's um, uh, Dan Quinn or whatever, you know, yeah. they come in and say, no, he, he's not our style of player. And he goes and proves them wrong. And he, you know, he actually garners their respect. So, um, you know, he, he deserves at least a chance to come come and try try and get back to, to yeah. position. I would be surprised. Like, I can't remember who, it said, who said it on Sunday night, but they suggested that, um, we'd need a new defensive coordinator by the end of the season because somebody somebody could come in and offer him a job mid-season so long as they get permission to talk to him. Uh, yeah. because, I mean, he's doing an incredible job. Um, yes. And you think of the, the coaches that have lost their jobs already. We're not even into November yet and you've got interim head coaches in place. So, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Quinn didn't finish the season with the Cowboys. Which yeah. would be a shame, but that's, I mean, there's only 32 jobs in the yeah. world. There's only 32 head coaches in the world, so oh, you've got I, to take I, a chance to be one of them. I, I think the league rules state that you can't leave mid-season. You can't leave for a head coaching job mid-season, so you've got to at least get to the, the end of the regular season. So he will be here until the end of the regular season, and then it is all a case of, you know, does Jerry, there is no salary cap for coaches. So, you know, does Jerry open up the pocketbook again? Um, you know, potentially, you know, if, if McCarthy doesn't take us to the promised land of the, you know, at least a, a, a divisional round win to get us to the championship game, then, you know, potentially McCarthy is out the door this year as well. And, yeah. you know, as we as we say, while a lot of people are mentioning that coach from New Orleans who's on uh, sabbatical at the moment, um, 
you know, it, it would certainly be a lot cheaper to bring Dan Quinn in because you're not having to pay anything to the, yeah. to the Saints because he's under contract 2024. So. Yeah. So point here from Joe, and I know, Graham, this is, this is manna from heaven for you. Feel a little better if we went and got another guard or on our offensive line. Um, I think we have a spot available now because I think both Valetsko and Farniok are injured, and I think both have gone to IR at this stage. Certainly, Valetsko so, has, um, and Far Farniok. Um, it's it's a hamstring injury, so I mean I can't see that being less than four weeks as well. So. Uh, it'd be it'd be wise to put him on IR as well. Yeah. So Graham, would you be would you be happy to bring in another offensive lineman? Maybe trade I mean, away some of that defensive line deck that we have. When you consider they've got ten players for four positions, um, it kind of makes sense. But maybe that is the plan all along. You know, we've still got another few days before. Mm -hmm. Uh, the next game, so um, certainly anybody coming in now isn't coming in to start. Yeah, um, you've got to be somebody. Oh, you've got to be somebody like the Lions or the teams at the the, the worst end of the league escaped me just now. But um, do you want to go after one of those players if they're if they're not playing for a great team? Um, I mean, do you want it? it sounds strange to say, but do you want to disrupt a fairly good unit at the minute? I have to admit, it's it's certainly a lot. It's a much better the unit than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. I mean, what? do you want to go after somebody like we suggested in the private chat, Brian? Do you want to go after a first round caliber player? Hmm. Um, give up that first pick and then have to pay him. With all the people, with all the other people, we're gonna to have to pay. Or do you yeah. want to let these guys develop? Um, I would go with the latter. I would, I would say, let yeah. them play, let them develop. If if Connor McGovern can keep progressing, um, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Good? I, 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 yeah. I didn't think he was gonna be much, much use, but he's playing well. The thing with McGovern is, and the the fear factor for me is contract year and is it is it going to be a case of we're going to end up paying him more than more than he's worked because he's played well in his last season i would be more more inclined as you say maybe to draft someone because look ultimately it's the one thing we always say tyron smith will be injured for a significant chunk of the season if he even plays at all and tyler smith's getting a lot of game time at the minute and he's still not playing in the position we've drafted him for. So, you know, maybe it's something to look at. And Joe was suggesting maybe looking at Brandon Cooks from Houston Texans. I wouldn't do it myself, but I don't know. For you, for you gentlemen, would you do it? Not for me, no. 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 Cooks, no. Cooks has been around for a long time. I get that he stretches the field. He could potentially still stretch the field, but... Uh, we've got guys still to come in and develop. Um, we've we've got back, we've got Dak back, we've got Michael Gallup back again. Let 
Lamb, Gallup, etc. Let them have have their time. Um, mm-hmm. Nah, not for me. Nah. Yeah. So just to to bring Big Wheel up to date. So we've taken we've brought Jonathan Hankins over from the Las Vegas Raiders for a, a sixth round. Of, I think it's a conditional pick, is it, Lauren? And we were getting a seventh uh, round. It's certainly it's certainly a sixth round pick to begin with. Yeah. We get the seventh rounder back, so it's a swap yeah. of picks effectively. Um, and you're obviously getting Jonathan Hankins. If the name rings a bell for anybody, it's obviously he, he was a New York Giant about three or four years ago. Um, yeah. You know, and, and quite disruptive um, guy. You know, um, certainly the 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 couple of down years I think that we had where um, you know we were relying on Zeke and you know to get two or three yards and Hankins was one of these guys that would come in and um, I think he was alongside uh, Snacks Harrison at the time as well so um, you know <clears throat> certainly you know big, big Blue as they called him you know that there was a reason why the, the Giants call themselves Big Blue and that's normally their defensive line is quite big stout guys so and I suppose look the other the other great thing to come out of Saturday or Sunday was number four was back he yeah. was back and um there was rust why, yeah. why why wouldn't there be um yeah. but it's a team game and the defense kept us in it long enough to shake off a little bit of rust get the run game going and um okay I, don't get me wrong i still think the defense won that game but mm. that's yeah. okay you know the, the, the 85 bears did it all season long uh, the Ravens have won games with defense for goodness knows how long. It's maybe not the case anymore, but yeah. that, it's okay if your defense wins the game. Um, you know, if 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 you win every game three three nil, you win the Super Bowl. So yeah. it's it's as simple as that. Um, not not too concerned about Dak. I I think um, I think as as soon as he gets his the rhythm back uh, mm. and. He's, he's shaking off a lot of an awful lot of rust on Sunday there. I have no concerns at all. You know, he, he was efficient. I mean, he completed seventy six percent of his passes. He had over a hundred percent or a hundred uh, passer rating, um, moving him up to I think it's second on the list on the Cowboys list of uh, players with hundred uh, hundred uh, QB rankings in the game. So. Um, Obviously, Romo's the leader in that by, I think it's something like 15 games or so. Um, But, you know, there were, you know, obviously the the initial pass where they had him bootlegging out and he was throwing on the run and it sort of skied a little bit, um, you know, and there was a little, little bits of miscommunications between receivers that's that's to be expected, and I mean, again, you go back to you know that didn't play in the preseason. Um, you know, this is so. This is effectively this is that was probably <coughs> say his dress rehearsal game in terms of you know what he did in the in the the Bucks game, and then obviously came in and played this game. So it it should be, we should see things improve. You've you know you'll get he's. he's 
developing a rapport with guys like Ferguson and Hendershot, obviously yeah. getting Hendershot his first TD pass this year. Um, and his career. 150th first down. Yep, yep. Um, you know, and obviously we've got we've got the running game to help to help him out this this year. So, I mean, this is almost going to be. Hate to say it, you go back to something like the 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 Giants of um, Jeff Hostetler and what have you, where you you know you do sort of grind the ball down. Um, yeah. And I think it's quite interesting that you see the Bills are Bills are back up this year as well. So you've got you know the Bills and you've got um, all of the NFC East are, are are coming on strong as well. This could be. You could be seeing this uh, sort of a, a repeat of Super Bowls 25, 26, 27, 28, you know. That's a big prediction. Yeah. I, I, I think you do you do kind of speak well to it there, Lauren, in, tar- in terms of, um, you know, he didn't have an off-season. He barely played against the Bucks. Like As I say, coming from that chat I had with the guys in the... Lions on Saturday, they were worried Dak was going to absolutely light them up. But it was always going to be a game where he wasn't going to throw that much. And I think is it, it's it's in games where he has less than 35 throws, we win something like 80 plus percent of them. Yeah. Yeah. Down so, to the run game. Yeah. Down to the run game. And I know it sounds silly, but the, the Lions defense is not void of talent. You know, it's not like it's not like you haven't got anything to cl- to hang on to with the Lions defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is the player they wanted him to be. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think, early signs show that he's going to have a fantastic career. Uh, Jeff Okuda has finally found his feet after yeah. being was it the fourth pick in the draft, I think it was yeah. when he came out. So yeah, he's, he's finally found his feet. Um, it's the Lions offense that's lying on the sidelines hurt at the minute. That's why they're that's why they're tanking games because it, they were a big surprise at the start of the season. But they've lost their, their ability to move the ball and um Jared Goff's being exposed and we saw it we'll come on to that. But um as as soon as it, if they become healthy again, they won't be it's not the Lions of three years ago, I don't think. You know they're they're playing for they're playing for pride now. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean like, they 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 had a bye week last week, so they had two effectively two weeks to go and sit and watch our game plans for or our game tape for the last five or six weeks, and mm-hmm. you know scheme against us. You know, obviously they had the the unknown quantity and the fact that we had Dak back, but um, you you certainly. You, you could tell that um, everything was building, that we weren't going to change the offence too much just because Dak was back. Um, and, you know, they, they, were, they were sure tacklers. I mean, at, at one point, you know, you've obviously you got the, the point where Zeke went down and, you know, ended up having to get helped off the field. You thought, oh, God, that was that was problematic you had Noah Brown getting taken off his feet as well doing the flip and losing the ball in the air as well Um, those were those were fairly um, catastrophic or could have been catastrophic for us 
Um, yeah. It just so happens that, you know, obviously we, we defence kept us in it and we finally got got into it in the second half. So, yeah. um, and started so, to pull away in the second half. So I, I, I think we've come, what, we're nearly half an hour into the show. So I thought, I think it's time that we start to talk and... So obviously, look, the offense, it's sputtering at the minute. Um, it's a combination of the O-line is still finding its feet. Receivers are a little bit off. Timing is a little bit out. The only thing that seems to be working is the run game. Yeah. I mean, that, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, though. I mean... Um... That's that's why the Jets are playing so well at the minute. Mm. Um, I mean, uh, again, prayers up for Brees Hall. That's a that's a sore one. That's yeah. a proper shame yeah. that. Um, but the Jets run the ball. They play good defense. And is it? Are they sitting on five and two as well? Is that right? Are they five? Yeah, and two? they're five. They're fi- they're five, five and two. two. So. They've just they've just done a trade with Jacksonville as well, so obviously they're replacing Brees Hall with uh, James Robinson. James Robinson, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, if if the Cowboys want to want to run the ball thirty odd times and win the game, <laughs> throw your boots, go ahead. Um, the the Jets are asking uh, Wilson to to do very little. I'm, a, I'm I'm all for asking the Cowboys to do very little with Dak because if mm-hmm. they're if they're not using Dak then they're doing well. Um, if yeah. they can if they can split the carries like they've been doing, um, if the offensive yeah. line can can play at a high level like it's been playing at, um, yeah. it's not broken. Don't fix it. I think that was a huge let's be, that was a huge success of for. Um, Cooper Rush as well. I mean that that's yeah. one of the reasons why he why he um only lost his first game, you know, um two weeks ago. So um if it if it's not broken, don't fix it. Just just make sure it's it's a well oiled machine and continue to carry on. Yeah. One of one of the things I thought was interesting from this game as well, and you know, it, it sort of pairs out to things that Dak had said while he was standing on the sideline that, you know, he was getting to see things, how the plays were developing from the sideline, which is something obviously because you've got thrust into the starting job from day one, effectively, um, it's something he's not been able to do, um, you know, other than when when he's been injured, he's been able to see how the plays develop on the sideline. So a lot of the time this time, you know, you haven't seen Dak audibling as much this this last game. He stuck with the play calls that were made. What you weren't hearing, kill, 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 kill. You know, and change, changing yeah. things. So, um, you know, maybe this does help. You know, maybe maybe the young, uh, inexperienced Dak Prescott um, has has. Given way to this slightly more mature guy that's developed from having the time off and actually not being on IR but being on the sidelines and getting to see, uh, see, see it from a different angle sort of thing. So he's he's, you know, developed got a better knowledge of the offense, but probably than 
obviously seeing things in the heat heat of battle. I saw. I mean, I saw this question raised on Twitter just to see what you guys think of it. On Sunday, if if the team had been playing another team with a winning record, would we have still won the game? And I answer it by saying, yeah, I think so. I think so because I I, I still think we have. I still think we have a top three defense. I know it's I know it's yep. high, but it's certainly top five without a question of doubt. Yep. I would put us in the top three. Um, yep. That's how highly I rate this. I rate this defense, and um, I think we're still pinching ourselves when we say things like that about the Cowboys. That it's it's the defensive side of the ball that's winning the games at the minute. Um, yeah. I don't know about you two, but I, I had no concerns of losing that game on Sunday. It was like, right, okay, fair enough. We didn't get the score that time. We're kicking field goals right now. Just stay balanced and trust the process um, and let the defence do their job. I mean, but you can't get much better than recovering a fumble on the two-yard line. That's, yeah. that's You can't play better defence than that. That's just incredible. And especially, especially when it's a running back who hasn't fumbled in 687 yeah. carries or so yeah. as well, you know. So, But, I mean, the the job that obviously set up the play before where Micah makes that fantastic run to, you know, track back in, you know, what was he clocked at 20 and a half mile an hour to track back and bring Hawkinson down at the one. Um, obviously, you know, it, it was debatable, you know, if, if they'd gone and reviewed it, um, you know, was he across the line, was his knee down before he crossed the line, that sort of thing. Mm. But then, you know, the, the play of, uh, it was Tank Lawrence took on a double team, split the double team, uh, knocked, it, knocked the, the tight end that was playing full back, back into the, the running back and the running back fumbled the ball. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously we recovered and then you... You get. Oh, we'll go on the defense shortly, but you know, th- those were turning points, and the defense is keeping us in the game. And you, you just saw that there was a lot of things. You know, even though we weren't complete finishing drives, you did see nice plays that were they were forming, and you could see things that were happening, and then just little breakdowns were happening. So. Um, you you could see it coming together, and I, th- I think we will build on it the next couple of weeks. And you know, the offense will get somewhere where we, you know we can be competitive with some of these teams that might actually um, control, uh, handle our defense slightly better as well. But um... so the. The quest, the question I have for both of you, and again, this was something the guys on the, the lines asked me. Zeke and Tony Pollard, like, and Big Wheel has kind of called this, it's obviously Pollard is gone this offseason. Has, um, has Zeke done enough not to be caught next season? Or are both of you bringing him back? I I would bring him I would bring him back next season. I think, you know, the the main thing that you've got with Zeke is that he is playing unselfishly. He is yes. playing for this team, and you know he's he's come out and said that as long as him and 
Pollard are getting the carries. To, you know, it, he doesn't care if he gets five or he gets 25 carries. Um, you know, he, he knows that it depends on the team that you're facing, that some weeks, it'll, you know, the inside game will be there. Some games, the the, the outside game's there. And it's, it's just a case of, you know, you, you need the two of them together. Um, you know, and uh, I mean... Obviously, we're quite lucky in the, the the running backs that we've had. But I mean, even if you go back to guys like Tony Dorsett, the early part of Tony Dorsett's career, you had different running backs as well. You know, in in that offensive backfield, you had guys like Ron Springs, you had uh, Preston Pearson. Um, you know, each of them had a function, and you know. Each of them were interchangeable. They were on the field at the same time. Um, you know, you saw a nice little wrinkle in the in the goal line sets this this week, where uh, Pollard was actually lined up as a wing back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there's obviously something that's coming off that as well. That I think you're you're going to see something build on that because they were bringing him in motion. Um, and then firing Zeke up the middle. We got a couple of touchdowns off that formation. Um, you know, so I, I think there is something. And, you know, if Tony Pollard should should understand that, you know, he needs somebody like Zeke as well. So um, he, if, he, if he goes somewhere to, where he's he's the number one guy, obviously he's a liability in, in pass protection at the moment. So... Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it does him well to stay on this team, assuming he gets something that he can uh, set himself up financially for for life yeah. or whatever. You know, you you want that second contract, you want it to be rosy, but um, so uh, unless unless you're going to get a massive signing bonus, you you you, you want to be somewhere that you know you're going to you're going to flourish in. So. Graham, give, give us your own thoughts on this whole Pollard and Zeke debate. Well, you know I like a rubber stamp, Brian. Yeah. And I'm going to give you another rubber stamp. Okay. Zeke Elliott finishes the 2023 season with the Cowboys. And I'll tell you why. Because he only the only lose... Um, sorry, the only get back... Four million dollars if they yeah. cut him. Yeah. So it still results in just under twelve million dollars in dead money. That's too much. That's yeah. way too much for me. That's that's a couple of of starters in my opinion. So, um, one that I still don't think they can afford to cut Zeke Elliott. We've mentioned several times about the players we have to redo. Eleven million dollars of dead money is not going to help that. Two, he's still playing at not maybe not top five, top ten yeah. running back numbers, but he's still playing at a level that allows the Cowboys to do what they like on offense because he can pass protect, he can run the ball, and I still think he can be a three down back. Mm. The other reason is he's only twenty eight yeah. by the end of the twenty twenty three season, so he's not old. He has yeah. a lot of dead money potentially, and he's still the starter. So I don't see I don't see what points to them cutting Zeke Elliott, yeah. especially when you've got 
um, Pollard signing for somebody else, for instance, to go and be a starter. Um, if I was to get the crystal ball out, I would say the the Cowboys draft a change of pace back. We'll see what happens. I know DJ Dog suggested that there, um, Pollard is, can be a, a restricted free agent. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but I still don't think cutting Zeke Elliott is on the cards, even if they wanted to. Um, like we had calls at the start of the season. Um, they need to cut Zeke. They need to get rid of Zeke. And I remember all of us at one point saying the Cowboys cannot afford to cut Zeke Elliott because it would result in um, it would have resulted in thirty million dollars of dead money. Um, no team can handle that. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there are worse backs around the league than Zeke Elliott. Um, and. and- if, if, if you look at it this way, and Lauren, you made the point that he doesn't mind splitting the carries with Pollard, and I'm sure it will be the same next season if they did bring in a change of pace back, there's still a lot of rubber on the tyres there yeah. for Zeke Elliott. Like, yeah, he's not going to, he's not, he's not housing runs anymore. But what, you know, on Sunday, when it mattered, who were you giving the ball to on the one-yard line? You weren't looking for Pollard. It was Zeke you were looking for. Because that's Zeke's bread and butter. He's getting yeah. those dirty yards. And I mean, okay, he's not, he's not having the long runs that he did in 2016. But you, you're seeing elements of that 2016 back. You know, the hurdle mm-hmm. was back this week. Last week, you know, on the, on the, the touchdown run that he scored against Philadelphia, you know, he was, he was spinning. He was... Um, weaving, yeah. he was he was making guys miss. You know, obviously his, his priorities have changed. He is that that bulldozer um, style of guy that you know it's it, it, he's setting up Pollard, uh, Pollard setting up Zeke. So you need you need that that mix. And you know Zeke knows that you know. If he was a twenty-five carry a game back, you know, he'll end he'll end up, you know, that will take a couple of years off his um, career. Yeah. The the less that he has to carry, but you know, he, he's still on the pace for over a thousand yards this season. Yeah. Um, you know, and okay, we've got seventeen games now. People are still expecting running backs to get a thousand yards. They're not. Just because there's an extra game, it's not suddenly gone that you've got to get 1,500 yards to be, a, you know, a successful back. You just need, you still just need to get a thousand yards. So, um, the, you know, the, the, this is making them productive, and that's the main thing. So, um, one of the big successes out of out of Sunday's game seemed to be the holes that were being opened up on the right side of the line with Zach Martin and Terrence Steele. And if you could replicate that on the left-hand side of the line as well, if you could get that solidified, you know, is that not going to help both Zeke and Pollard? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, obviously, our our tackles are developing. I mean, I think think Steele is actually... PFF has still is one of the the better run run tackles. 
I think Tyler Smith is showing that as well. They're, now, they do have deficiencies in their pass protection. Pass protection yeah. um, but, I mean, at the same time, they've been going up against guys that are, you know, if not already stars, they're future stars. I mean, I think Aidan Hutchinson proved there that, you know, I think he went up against both of them, um, you yeah. know, and got to get both of his sacks. And, you know, he he's certainly got a, a full arsenal of uh, pass rushing moves that, you know, mm. can put anybody on the back foot. So he's already on something like five sacks this season. So, yeah. um, you know, that's showing that he's he's not, He's not um, he's not lumbered with being that 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 uh, second round is number two pick, and he's he's not got the pressure on him. He's actually performing at that at that level. So, um, so is there anything else, gentlemen, you'd like to discuss on the offensive side of the ball before we flip it over? Um, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Um, is he a nervous man at the minute? I think so. Because, um, I mean, from I know I was sceptical at the start of the season, but from, from my viewing of it on Sunday, um, the future's bright in the tight end room at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, why should we... Why should we extend Dalton Schultz when you've got Ferguson and Hendershot um, yep. ascending? You know, yep. like um, I think we talked about it, Lauren, um, with Jamie, and we said that um, at the minute Dalton Schultz has lost his gamble um, because the the offer was there. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what the offers what the offer was, but I think it was a five year deal around ten to eleven million dollars. They've taken a lawnmower. They've taken a lawnmower to that offer at the minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see I don't see teams lining up to compete for him either. Um, mm. I think this is gonna be one of the occasions where the player lost. Yeah. yeah. Now, now the only thing is, obviously, this week, obviously, you know, during the during the Cooper Rush weeks, he, um, you know, his production went down. Dax back this week, and his production goes back up. You know, yeah. but you know, even even at the end, the fact that Hendershot caught a pass from him from Dak for a TD, that you know, that builds a bit of confidence in in the younger guys for Dak as well. So he will look out for these guys as well. You know, maybe having the two tight. I think the two times, two tight end sets that were were running this year. I mean, that's that's giving you options. You've, you know, Dalton Schultz has improved as a run blocker this year. I think um, when he's been on the field for that, you, and that allows you to have, or it allows the defense to question whether you know is is Schultz going to be the pass receiver? Is Ferguson going to be the pass receiver? Is Hendershot? You know, so um, it's creating that um, mismatch in the defence. But, yeah, at the moment, I would say that Schultz should be worried. I think last week I said that, you know, I think the writing's on the ball. He's on the way out. Um, 
I'm gonna. We don't normally do this, but I'm gonna ask a fantasy question. Um, like with the with the reference to Sunday's game for everybody watching at home. Let's hear the comments. If you play fantasy football, I'm going to give you a choice of tight end. You can either have um, Dalton Schultz or Robert Tunyon of the Packers. Now I picked up Tunyon because um, mm. Schultz because of Schultz injury. And it came to the waiver wire this morning. And I'm looking at it and I'm saying, do you know what? I'm going to hold on to Robert Tunyon for a couple of weeks. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, you've 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 kind of fed into a question for me that I was gonna I was gonna suggest this, and I've seen this in a few places. Obviously, we're approaching the trade deadline. Would you consider trading Dalton Schultz away? And the other side, the other side of it is, and I've seen this from a few people as well, is there's another tight end playing on the on the cap or on the, the tag. Would you try and get Mike Gesicki in? I, if, would, if I was I, would you approach the Dolphins and say, <laughs> listen, we'll give you Schultz, you give us Gesicki? <clears throat> It would be a downgrade for the Dolphins, if I'm honest. That's why I'm saying it. Um, yeah, the the Cowboys would have to sweeten that deal with a maybe a fourth round pick. Well, don't forget well. both are playing on the cap, so both are free agents at the end of this season, unless they get deals done. See, my thoughts on tight end is that see, unless you're a premium top ten guy you're not going to make the big money because there's so many of them around. Like, see, unless you've got a Rob Gronkowski, you're not going to pay, you're not going to pay the, the 15 to $18 million because, like, the Cowboys are showing it right now, you can pick up somebody. somebody mm. You can pick up a big body that can block and catch the odd pass. They're, they're a dime a dozen as well, so I don't see why you would... And if if you look at the tight ends that have exploded in the last couple of years, Darren Waller, Robert Tonyan are two of the names that stand out. They were guys who were just floating about doing very little at their respective teams. Yeah. So maybe it's like that, that, you know, a defensive tackle, like defensive tackles, they need three or four seasons in the league to get seasoned and get accustomed to it, and then they grow. Have a guess. Have a guess at how old Darren Waller is. Twenty nine, I think. He's thirty years old. So it wasn't yeah. as if he was drafted two years ago. He's been like you're saying, Brian. He's been in the league for a long time, and he simply hit a bit of form. Yeah. Um, like if or, you play fantasy football, you'll know. Get a tight end early, or you're not getting a good one. The the thing with Waller as well. I mean, there was there was issues where he had to sit out a couple of years, so. Um, that he had, uh, I think it was gambling problems or something like that. There was something that caused him to be out of the league for a while yeah. uh, at, at the commissioner's discretion, if I remember rightly. Um, and he obviously came back in the year that Gruden came in and obviously they were on hard knocks and that was really where he began to flourish as well. Um, but you know, maybe that time away has helped him focus his mind, realise that this is what he wants to do. And, you know, 
rather than looking at what he could potentially do. The um, the the trade that you were talking about there with the Dolphins, obviously they wouldn't do it because obviously Schultz has obviously got an injury concern at the moment yeah. that will require at least a, an off-season to fully recover. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, at potentially at any point in time, Schultz could re-aggravate this injury and then yeah. perhaps, perhaps even make it worse. Um, and I, d I don't know that you would trade them away at the moment because you do need, you know, we're obviously this offense is going to tight ends. You need as many tight ends as possible, yeah. which is why McKeon's been brought up the last couple of weeks as well. Um, you, you know, and to to have, especially as your receivers aren't clicking yeah. properly at the moment as well, uh, mm -hmm. have it, having, you know, guys that can either block or come out as pass catching options are um, certainly a, a, you know, it's, it's, it's of benefit to, to keep them at the moment. So <laughs> bless you. <laughs> So I, th I, I think we're nearly an hour into the show at this stage and we like we've yep. kind of skirted around defense and I mean again defense was the standout standout unit last weekend so let's talk there's a lot of places where we could start this, this discussion because I've seen the comments, and I know DJ Dog had a comment in before we'd even joined the show, talking about Micah Parsons. He was unbelievable. I've seen someone, I think it was Joe, put in a comment about Tank. And for me, I don't think either of them were the match ball winner on Sunday evening. But I, I'll no. leave to you, gentlemen, to, take, to give your opinions. I know exactly who mine was, Lauren. I, I know who mine was as well. In fact, you know, N NFL UK posted something yesterday. How three words to describe your team at the weekend, and mine was uh, Sam Williams beast mode. You know, and I mean now, obviously, this is a guy that you know he's he's flourishing in the playing time he's getting. But I mean, to think that he had what was it, two sacks, uh, a forced fumble, a tackle for loss, and you would think from that that he'd been on the field for the majority of the game he only played 14 plays so to get that get that production out of 14 plays is some good going and you know it just shows that one of the strengths of this defense is that you you you, you scheme to go against Micah Parsons tank steps up you, you go block tank and Sam Williams steps up Goldston steps up, Diggy Zuba steps up, you know. Yes, at the moment, we've, we've got concerns with the ground game, hence the reason why we've traded for Hankins to try and bring in this body. But, you know, we are getting it done with the guys on the offensive line, or on the defensive line, that these these guys are making plays. And, you know, we're get, we're getting we're getting to the quarterback. We're, we're making tackles for loss at times. Um, and it, it's it's not the same guy every single time. So, you know, this is presenting problems for, and this is why our defense is, you know, top three as we're saying. We're getting, and, you know, for somebody who is so young, 
Um, you know, was much maligned coming out of college, and obviously you, you asked Paul what his thoughts were on the pick. I'm sure he's, you know, but but Paul said that you know he would love to eat, eat humble pie, and I'm pretty sure at the moment there's a there's a fresh batch in the microwave at the moment. You know, so. Yeah, I I I, I um. I thought you were going to go a different way, Lauren. I thought it was going to be uh, Trayvon Diggs um, for avoiding avoiding arrest. Um, what is Jim Nance's problem? Um, you, you, hopefully, you, you two know exactly what I'm talking about. Him and Romo tore strips off of t- uh, Trayvon Diggs for that interception. Um, yeah. It's like, right, okay, Jim, you've 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 said we we, we heard your comment. You can let it go now. Um, I thought they were going to send in the he was going to send in the national guard at some point to arrest Trayvon Diggs because, like, right, okay, Jim, let it go. It's not it's not the first time we've seen a dodgy call on on defense. It's fine. We hear you. Um, <laughs> I mean, anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch the highlights because um, him and Romo, and I mean, even Tony Romo. It, it, it was almost as if he was desperate to prove that he wasn't a Cowboys homer because, mm. fair enough, the ball does seem to hit the ground, but it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. It's okay. You can let you can let that go. I just thought it was really, really funny because... And I mean, I, I, yeah, and I mean, on that, on that interception, Diggs had his hands on the ball. Yes, it touched the ground, but he had his hands on the ball. Mm. It didn't... It didn't as a result of hitting the ground, it didn't juggle or anything like that. So, I mean, the the refs are if the refs are going to rule it on the field, you need to have indisputable indisputable proof yeah. that if it had gone to review, which I'm pretty sure New York were reviewing it because they like to review everything that the Cowboys do yeah. uh, potentially was, for an over overturn. But was, I mean, was, was that not the play where there was about two minutes after it? And Nance just kept going on. They were, they they were still they were, going, they were going on they, about it for five minutes. And oh, they, were yeah. questioning, they were questioning why New York hadn't reviewed it or hadn't yeah. asked the ref to review it simply because they didn't think it was there was anything wrong with it. It's not as if they're going they, to let it go. Not, they, were not still going, the they were still going on about it when Jordan Lewis did it as well because Jordan Lewis made a, you know, a fingertip catch off the... Off the ground as well, but obviously he got his hand, he got his fingers down underneath it, yeah. um, you know, and he made the catch as well. But you know, um, I mean, you, you guys will see they the just wouldn't, they wouldn't let it go. And I mean, you, you've <laughs> got to understand that Romo does have to, the same way that Aikman does as well. They they have to try and prove impartiality, and yeah. they probably go to they probably go to the extent that you know a lot of the Cowboys fans would go. Wait a minute. Are, did you used to play for us, or you, you know, <laughs> did you have any loyalty to us or not? But Brian, I think that bring you up know, that comment. Bring up that DJ yeah. Dog comment. Yeah, because that's exactly what Jim Nance forgot. Every every turnover is reviewed. Yeah. So yeah, like he was. I mean, <laughs> the guy was getting his underwear in a twist. Like. Um, the officials I, I have an earpiece. They yeah. are connected up with New York. I don't know. New York I mean. can tell them at any time, review the play. Hold on. Give us 10 seconds. We're reviewing the play. There's potential for something here. And, you know, it has to be indisputable evidence. 
there wasn't. Yep. That's exactly what you're saying, Brian. It's got to be, there's got to be significant evidence to show that it was an incomplete, and I don't think there was. No. Which is why they left it. Yep. But the 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 the, the comment I, I want to bring back up and it we'll, we'll flip back to Sam Williams for a minute. Oh yeah, I mean he, he he's going he's going to get a letter from FedEx this week. Um, you know, and normally if there's a FedEx envelope sitting on their sitting on their stool after practice, it's a there's a sizable chunk of your paychecks uh, already on its way to New York coffers. Um, I mean, it, it, it was great at the time, but, you know, he's, he's going to regret it now because he's, he's, you know, his, his income's gone down a little bit extra this, this week, mm -hmm. I think. You know, you, you saw that Parson, Parsons got fined 10000 last week for the, the, the unsportsmanlike conduct. Diggs got nine and a half, I think it was, as well. So... Um, it'll be something along that lines for, um, especially the way that they're sort of trying to improve the safety for players this this year, especially in in the in the aftermath of um, Tua. But uh, it, it may sound it may sound a wee bit horrible, but I don't mate, I don't hate it. Um, I don't hate it. But I think it was a couple. Of, I don't know why this comes to me, but a couple of years ago, I said in the show, I think it was. I think it was Xavier Woods got fined for a particularly late, dirty hit. And my initial thought was, do you know what? It's a violent sport and it, it lays a marker. Um, you know, next time, next time the receiver is involved in a contested catch, he might have that in the back of his mind and just, just wobble the ball a little bit or take us not, maybe not go full speed puts players off and um, I mean that that running back would be thinking about I can't remember the name of the guy but he'll be thinking about that and he'll be thinking yep. well maybe I'll not go <laughs> towards <laughs> Williams anymore um, I, know, I know it's I know they're, they're trying to improve player safety and and so on but um, there's nothing wrong with a defence and a bit of fire in the, in the belly Um I mean, let's yeah. face it, he's a second-round pick. Will he notice the difference? Don't know. He's well-paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I well believe Mr. Jones has already picked up the tab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to be careful with that one, Brian. We've had, yeah. we've had coordinators um, suspended for that kind of stuff in the past. <laughs> first, first one's on me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I suppose look, the 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 stats are kind of rolling through the bottom of the screen there. Like when you look at it, right? Sam Williams three tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits. Tank Lawrence three tackles. If you look at it like that, you're going not really much contribution. But with defense, it's as much what they do outside of the statistics and the quality of the work that they do yeah. because teams have moved away. They moved away a long time ago from targeting tank side because they know his ability to stop the run. And it's allowing, it, it's allowing guys, as we say, Dorrance Armstrong 
doesn't show up on that on the stats there. But again, Darren Armstrong had another sack on Sunday. Yeah, and it's it's causing think, errors. It's yeah. causing errors. I mean, you've got to feel for Jared Goff on Sunday. I mean, I know he's he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he is a former first round pick, and he has played in the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, you know, and another uh, another five sacks for the Cowboys D line. Um, yeah. I think those interceptions came from Goff feeling like he had to he had to do something. Um, because if if he eats every one of those, every one of those balls, they're not scoring points anyway. Um, their their run game had fallen to bits. He had very little passing options. Um, yeah, yeah, I felt a little bit sorry for him um, yeah. because it's like everything else. His his job's on the line. His job's yeah. on the line, and he feels like he has to make something happen. Um, I mean, we never, we never gave another huge performance. We never gave the, the Lions' offense a sniff. I mean, I know they've got, I know they've got injury problems, but like I said at the start of the show, I never felt like we were going to lose that game on Sunday. No, no point did I think, hold on a minute, we're up against it here. Um, it's it's so spread out across that defensive line. That's why I was, a, I thought it was a little bit strange that. We traded for another defensive lineman because we're getting results from pretty much every pass rusher. Mm. Um, I get that they're wanting to, to shoot up the middle of the line, but if you're taking it as a unit, that's got to be one of the best units in the league yeah. at the minute. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you need to do much with it. So question the, the guys that... Uh... UK or the UK Lions asked me on on Saturday, and I'm going to throw it over to you, Lauren. Was what is Aiden Dirty and Robert or not Robert Quinn, Dan Quinn doing that this defensive line is so successful? Because they saw a stat from RJ earlier this evening that we've had is it 29 sacks this season and 12 12 turnovers last year with something like 14 sacks and. Four or 12, 12 sacks and 14 turnovers in the same period. So, what specifically is the defensive line doing? I think, you know, well, I mean, one of the things that, you know, when, when we brought Dan Quinn on, one of the things that was talked about, about that, you know, Dan Quinn obviously was a, a half away from winning a Super Bowl as a head coach, you know. And everything went down downhill from there, and there was probably all to do with his offensive coordinator, who subsequently was a half away from winning a Super Bowl a couple of years later, and you know watched that further away as well. Uh, but one of the things that Dan Quinn is very good at is he will take the young guys, the 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 lower talented less talented guys and spend 10 15 minutes with them at the end of practice and run through additional drills um that are aimed at developing them and they are getting you know this is having a benefit that all of these guys are stepping up they're um obviously you saw the way that they they interacted last year when we watched hard knocks you saw the way that aiden dirty was getting um, the guys respect now 
Aidan Dirty, obviously, you know, he's a he's a imported coach. He's you know he's a he's a he's a niche coach in some respects, much like all these women coaches that you're seeing coming up around the league now. I don't want to take anything away from him, but you know, prior to that, he'd been the the guy that was in charge of developing the international pathway players. He was in he was in charge of that. Dan Quinn's brought him in. That experience of having to, how to develop players to to get them at least on a practice squad and get them into the international player pathway, I think that's something that's helped as well. And they're, they're just bringing a new approach to this this defense. And I mean, even Dan Quinn, this defense that you're seeing from Dan Quinn is completely different from the the defense that he had at Atlanta. It's completely different from the defense that he had at. Uh, Seattle as well. Now he could have just said, "My defense works. This is how I'm gonna. This is how I'm gonna run it, and you know, carry that defense across." But Mike, Mike, sorry, Dan Quinn, last year when he met with the press after that, um, you know, you hadn't seen anything from him until after we'd had the defensive heavy draft in 2021, and he had a he had a press conference where he sat there and said. Yeah, I've I've looked at everything I've done while I was with Atlanta, with Seattle. I've re readjusted my defense, and he he has. This is completely different defense, but he's 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 learning the attributes of the players, and he's scheming them into to all they have to do is use the attributes that they have, and you know they're using it to good effect. They're not asking them to be a square peg in a round hole. And that's that's yeah. why you're getting the the benefit that you're getting. So if 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 I kind of said, is is it as simplistic as this that and BJ Dog kind of alluded to it here? Is it the fact that this is the second year that we have Dan Quinn and we're not having guys changing into a different system? Because we've Marinelli, then we've Nolan, then we've Quinn. And for the likes of Tristan Hill who came in in the twenty nineteen draft, this is his first year with the same coach. Yeah. Probably the same for a lot of the position groups. They have the same coach this year. Is it that simplistic? It can, it can be. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, the defense is that taking that step better this year because you know, there's there's only a few extra wrinkles that they've maybe brought into the defense this year that, um, you know, all of them, they have the experience of last year playing in the league uh, under Dan Quinn's system. And, you know, now, as I say, it's, it's only one or two things that they've changed, one or two extra plays that they've added in, um, you, you know, and you're, you're able to... You, you, you know the the main thing, especially when you're a defensive player, is that you've got to. It it goes back to the kiss theory. You know, keep it simple, sh stupid. You know, um, and the less that these guys have to think about. Now you, you saw last you saw last week against Philadelphia, where you know Micah Parsons, the, Micah Parsons was having to second guess himself because of the. And every defense does this with the the option plays that the run pass option that yeah. Philadelphia runs. You you are second guessing yourself um, because you know you you look for that key, you look for that key, and then it's like right, do I go for him? Do I go for him? The the easier you can make it for this defense, um, 
and the less that these guys have to think about it and just float the ball um, and they've got the experience in it. That's that's why we've taken a, a step ahead this year, I think. Yeah. And just some breaking news. Uh, I don't know if anyone has seen it on Twitter. The Pepsi rookie of the week, Sam Williams. Sam Williams. So. Doesn't surprise me. Very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, again, as we say, 14 plays and you get that production. Yeah. That's. So, Graham, a question I have, and I'm going to throw it to you. The linebackers, are you happy with the depth we have there? Or does it concern you? Because for me, obviously, we've Micah who does what he wants, when he wants. And that's not a knock on him in any way. I think they're allowing <laughs> Micah Parsons. Yeah. Anthony Barr has been coming on in recent weeks. Van Der Esch, like yeah. you're seeing there, he was top tackler at the weekend. Are you concerned if any of those guys go down? Because the depth behind that is Jabril Cox and Damone Clark, and they haven't been getting... Like, I think Damone Clark is is coming up this week, and you have yeah. much chance. Devin Harper, who's the other linebacker, hasn't been dressing most weeks. I did have concern, but... Um... I think there's there's a lot of durability about the linebackers at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like Jabril Cox was playing particularly well until he went down injured last year. Yeah. I haven't really heard a great deal from Jabril Cox. I don't know if you guys have, have thought differently, <laughs> but he's, he's kind of he's been a bit part, and I think that's down to. Um, I mean, Anthony Barr was was another sack, yeah, or, or recovered fumble. Let me look up the stat. But no, even Anthony Barr fumble. contributed. Yeah. He contributed as well on Sunday, and um, we picked him up late on. Um, uh, he's got one. He's got one pass defended. Yeah. Did he not recover a fumble? Was that a fumble he recovered? Anyway, um. I haven't heard from Jabril Cox much. We've got Damone Clark to come back. Um, I think Jabril, Co- Jabril Cox has been inactive most games, actually. Um, I think he, he started the first or played for the first two games and then I think he he was pretty much inactive for the last couple. There's there's questions on whether whether he is fully recovered. Either, you know, obviously there's there's a mental aspect to to tearing your um was his Achilles wasn't it he did mm, last yeah. year or was it mm-hmm. Aye, there's a there's a mental aspect there <laughs> you know you've you've got to you've got to be happy that you can plant and and turn and cut and all that sort of thing um and there's question marks as to whether he he can do that um and I think they're just there's a slight, slightly more confidence in the fact that you know Barr has done it before. I don't think Barr, you know, Barr's flashing, but he's not, he's not been consistent enough. Mm. Um, so that is a concern, and I think that's why you're seeing that we're beginning now that we've got Curse back from injury. You're beginning to see a bit more of the, yeah. the three safety lineup where, 
Uh, yeah. Either Wilson or Curse comes down and plays that sort of hybrid linebacker that, um, you know, we were even envisaging that Keanu Neal would play for us last year. Um, yeah. You know, now, obviously, Damon Clark, his, his 21 days are up tomorrow. Um, so we need to make a decision from that, whether we activate him or keep him on in, in, injured reserve for the rest of the season basically redshirt him. I think by all by all accounts he he is getting the hang of this defense and um you know I, I, I we we certainly we don't we, we've got space at the moment that we can bring him up quite easily. Um yeah. with all the guys that have gone to IR in the last couple of weeks uh, you know there's certainly a space to bring him up without having to cut somebody. Um so I wouldn't be surprised if he's brought up, and then that's that's another piece that you bring in. But you you won't be expecting too much out of him immediately. Harper no. is obviously Harper's more special teams to, to go alongside Gifford when he's playing as well. So yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just looking at the stats and Graham, you were right. Anthony Barr did have a fumble recovery. Lawrence Armstrong had one. Demarcus Lawrence had one. Sam Williams had one. So there was four fumble recoveries as well. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a fantastic defense, and I mean, it really is. Um, it's it's a superb unit, and um, uh, how can how can Dan Quinn not get a head coaching job in the spring? It, it's just, I mean, he's doing it. He's doing a superb job. Um, with to my knowledge there's only i think there's only two first round picks in the unit you could count anthony barr but he's not really mm. he's not really first round caliber anymore if you know what i mean we still got van der yeah. and, and micah parsons with a couple of second rounders in there um see to my note i'll just do a quick count just now one two no, it's just the one. I think it's just the one undrafted. So you've got was Donovan Wilson sixth round. Sixth round, yeah. yeah. Nelvo Gallimore was he fourth? Third. Fifth? Third. Third. Um Osa was he a draft pick? Osa was third. He third was round. he was third round draft pick. So the the they are investing in, in yeah. the unit, but it's not ones across the board, if you know what I mean, like like an offensive line is. Um, yeah. He's doing a superb job. <laughs> he yeah. really is. Um, and we would not be in the position we are right now um, without that defensive unit. Um, yep. Yeah. So, anything else we want to discuss on the defensive side of the ball, or would we like to talk a little bit about special teams? Yeah, let's go special teams. Graham, I can't think of anything. I mean, I, I'm I'm running out of I'm running out of fantastical words to say about this defense. I mean, really. Um, I mean, the, the long-standing saying is, uh, "I'm not getting carried away, I'm not getting carried away." Offensive win games, and defense win championships. But I'm yeah. not getting carried away. <laughs> I'm 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 already you, you guys saw I'm already toying with t-shirt designs that oh, are doomsday no. 
doomsday three getting down and dirty and all that sort of stuff, you know. So, um, you know, that's that's where I am as far as the things go. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I look, and and DJ Dog has called it turpentine. It, yep. it it really is. It's it's close, folks. I think we we're on the precipice of Turpin housing a kickoff or a punt return because he seems to be scanning and surveying the field and then making a jump cut and going. Yeah. Can, was can it, he do it this weekend against the Bears? Was it a punt return? That punt was the longest yeah. punt return of the season. Of the season, yeah. Yeah. So we yards. haven't had a punt returned yet. We there might no. have been a punt returned, but not not from that distance. I mean, you'd have to be you'd have to be on the one your own one yard line, yeah, to return something like that. Yeah. I mean, it just shows how the league is trying to get rid of special teams. Yeah, um, because they're like, I mean, moving moving kickoffs forward, bringing the bringing enticing teams to let it go for a touchback. To the twenty-five yard line. Um, that's another stat. You know, they're, they're yeah. trying to get rid of special teams because um, that just that stat you you mentioned there. I think I heard it in the coverage on Sunday. Yeah, uh, Mark yeah. has has kicked a touchback every every kickoff this year, mm-hmm. and has I mean, That's the thing. See, see, unless see, unless you need to return it, why wouldn't you just let it go? Because yeah. by letting it bounce out the end zone. You're already a quarter of the way up the field yeah. for zero risk, and you're a quarter of the way up the field. Um, mm. It's a shame because special teams is where the majority of the league make their money. You know, they make their they make their fifty thousand dollar paycheck. Um, I, I just thought it was a I just thought it was a um, an eye opening stat. I know it's been on the cards for a while, but yeah. for Turpin to have the longest punt return of the seasons to date and it not being a score it just highlighted to me again that they're trying to cut this stuff out yeah, yeah. and he i mean he, he he must be getting frustrated as well because it literally you know the giants game jamie gillen took him down he was jamie gillen was the last man standing yeah. there as well um you know and obviously he outran most of, outran most of the lions um, special teams, special teams yeah. and again it just happened to be the last man standing as well took him down as well you know it's gonna it's gonna come and you know i'm i'm pretty sure it, it within the next couple of weeks we'll be saying that he's got on the scoreboard and you know yeah. he, he's he's just showing off his class i mean he will be the special teamer i think for the nfc this year and well, not that you're gonna not that you're gonna have a Pro Bowl, but you know, obviously he will be selected on the Pro Bowl roster. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose the great thing is, look, isn't it great to see a guy who is what he's five foot eight, he's less than two hundred pounds soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like that in the game. <laughs> he's, less, he's less than one hundred and sixty pounds of soaking <laughs> wet. There was. Know? There was a shot towards the end of the game that had everybody in the huddle, and Turper was in the huddle. As it was as if one of the players had brought their teenage son onto the field to see what it was like. He was so short, 
And it's a shame, but you know. That's... And did you see Did you see after one of the victory formation kneel downs as well? He did. The, he did the backflip as well. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, could he be our Devin Hester? Potentially, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know they're trying to get rid of the position, but let's like, he's, he's not going to be our receiver, is he? he? They don't seem to want to get him involved in the receiving nah. game or in the backfield. Nah. But, it's trick know, plays, really, isn't it? It's, it's reverses and trick yeah. plays. Yeah. Um, but the, I no, suppose... they, they, have, they have had him on the field, which is... Yeah. You know, it, it it's setting it up for something further down the line. But um, mm. you know, just having them on there I, 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 again, it's it's creating mismatches. You've got people mm. going, "Oh, wait a minute, he's on the field. That means we will expect him to do this, that, or the other." Um, and it, it's another thing for the defense to consider. But um, yeah. you know, we, we, we've yet to see any offense production really. It's yeah. um it's strange seeing number nine line up and wide left at eighteen T, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's it's gonna take a bit of getting used to that. But you know, number nine it, splitting out wide. It's not great to see number nine is not swiping. <laughs> uh, he's um he's staying classy as Tony. Yeah. He's not he's not bringing it up too much. Um well, I, th- I don't know I, if Troy Aitman would be the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose, look, is, is it fair to say that Bones Fassel, it was mentioned at the weekend that Bones Fassel has probably been the best special teams coordinator this season. Like, he brought back Brett Maher. Brett Maher's, I think he's missed two field goals and had one blocked extra point. Yep. And both of the field goals were from long distance. There were shots yeah. to nothing, really. But it's Amber not is, is is one of the top five punters in the league. His units are doing well. It's a bit conservative for a character like that, though. Do you not think? Yeah. Like for, I was for, thinking that. Yeah, when I asked, do you think he's do you think he's been reined in a little bit? I th- I think he has, and I think you know McCarthy has settled into the role this year of head coach. Now, obviously, yeah. that's a bit concerning that it's taken him two years to do that. But obviously, first year you've got COVID, and then, you know, he's had to he's had to come from a, a situation where in Green Bay you don't have the owner going out and speaking to the press because there isn't an owner for Green Bay. There is no focal point for Green Bay. Yeah. The head coach is the focal point, and even so, the Green Bay media are not or everything is not scrutinized the way that the the even the nationwide press scrutinize everything that happens with the yeah. cowboys yeah um there's a there's question marks for that and i think you know this whole thing about the the flip from the the previous years it's been the cowboys offense this year it's the cowboys defense that is the more prominent thing yeah. and you realise that if anger can flip the field, you don't need to do the... You're going to win the game because nine times out of ten, there aren't going to be teams that can drive the ball 80, 90 yards against our defence. So you don't need to do 
the fake punt, the um, you know the crazy plays. It, it, we know it's in the arsenal. We know that you know Faso will be having anger throwing passes in warm-ups. So again, it's it's something that you know the the opponents are having to be mindful of. Um, I thought it was interesting that you know in in that Rams game where I I was just thinking to myself that you know we were going to see a fake punt from one of one of us and you know sure enough the next the next play the Rams the Rams pulled it off <laughs> I thought if the Rams hadn't pulled it off I thought we might have pulled it off there yeah um, but you know I think McCarthy is actually where Bones Fassel would have been in his year saying, let me try this, let me try that. I think McCarthy's keeping a, a steady hand on the ship this year and actually saying, no, veto. Yeah. Um, you know, but the, the 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 special teams are playing complementary to the defence. The defence is helping set up the offence as well so that they've got short fields in a lot of situations as well because... Yeah. The, tur- the turnovers are now actually coming. We're getting the sacks as well, which is forcing them to punt from deep as well. So um, all of this is playing, and this is this is why we are five and two. Yeah, and you know, if if we'd had Dak last, you know, if we'd had Dak last week against the the Eagles as well, we could have been six and one. You know, yeah. And, and tied for first in the league, but yeah, or yep. first in the division as well. The only thing I could add on to that um, is that if McCarthy really doesn't want to take the offense off the field and say it's fourth and two, I think he would play the odds. I think he would leave the offense out on the field as opposed to trying to run a special teams fake. If you know what I mean, like I think he's a big analytics guy, and he would rather he would rather run Zeke up the middle for for an attempt like that as opposed to. Um, snapping the, the ball to the gunner or whatever and, and, and trying to do it that way. Yeah. And you guys, you've kind of brought it back around and I did mean to talk about this when we were talking about the offence. Kellen Moore's conversion rate on third and third, his first, second and third downs, it wasn't good at the weekend and mm. it's getting frustrating to see some of the plays that he is doing and have have either you got the same concern that i have i do to some extent but i mean as kellen moore said yesterday in the the you know when the coordinators were having their press conferences that he's trying to do things that are breaking away from his tendencies so obviously mm-hmm. you know you know when a team sits down the start of the week and they're saying right we've got the Cowboys Kellen Moore does this 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 and this on third down and Kellen Moore's been trying to do little things now you know while while you're in games like this against I hate to say it lesser teams because this season this season you're seeing that you know teams that give away their 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 best player for three draft picks and a and a bag of beans and what have you um, can turn around and uh, take Tom Brady to um, wish that he had a DeLorean and could go back to go back to the off season when he unretired um, and and stop himself. You know, um, you know anything's happening. Anything and everything is happening this year in the NFL. I mean, it, it's just so difficult to pick 
consistently who's going to win games because there are yeah. so many upsets the last couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, any, anything that you can, do, again, anything that you can do to make yourself unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these new plays, they'll, they'll work or they won't work. And you, you can sit there and you can go, right, that hasn't worked, scratch that, that comes out of the playbook. And you're, you're just refining things, but again, it's it's breaking away from the tendency. So you can't like you can't load up the box on third and one because you know half the chances Dak's going to fake the handoff and roll out, and you've got uh, Dalton Schultz on a waggle or whatever. So um... Graham, any thoughts before you before we 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 we, we call? Time on tonight. Um, I, I'm just wondering if you guys have ordered your Brett Maher jersey yet. No. Are we? Are we? Are we steering clear of that one for another week? No. I mean, think of the criticism. Yeah. Think of the criticism leveled at him. Um, it's uh, it's been really refreshing, um, and. Another thing, I mean, I said I wasn't going to get too carried away, but uh, we've got the Bears and then we've got mm -hmm. the Packers. Um, and then the I think we're looking at another two wins. Yep. Um, yep. Which takes us to uh, the Vikings game and then the Giants game. Um, another two winnable. And then you've got the Colts and the Texans who are toiling. Um that's potentially six six wins. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too devastated if we won five of those games. Um, yeah. the, the Vikings seem to be seem to be the the real deal. Um, I think they'll win the NFC North the way things are going. Um, yeah. But we've kind of got over that initial that initial hump of thinking right. We've got we've got Tom Brady and then we've got a Super Bowl contender and then. We've got another Super Bowl contender. We got over that, and it's yep. kind of downhill um, for the rest of the season. I mean, we we end the season with the the Commanders and the Titans. Um, I mean, is it unheard of that we go the season undefeated for the rest of the season? <laughs> you know, I, like it's amazing. It's amazing what defensive. <laughs> structure does to your mindset because yeah. I think after after this, after week two when Dak went down I was ready to mail it in <laughs> you know, like, I, I think I I think I, I put in our private chat like to you and um the other college guys you know are there any good offensive linemen coming out in the, in the spring? but now it's like you you get over um <laughs> <laughs> I just read that that comment. That's superb. Graham, um, are you looking to see who who's going to be available at number thirty-two? Listen, Brian. <laughs> if they're picking at number thirty-two with a bit of silverware on the finger, that's not a problem. I'll I'll I'll, I'll deal with that. I'll I'll, I'll gonna bear it and I'll deal with it. Um, no, I'll I'll stop you there. There is only going to be thirty-one. First round draft picks this year. Uh, the Dolphins <laughs> have been docked to draft pick this year. So. Naughty Dolphins. Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh. 
No, but, um, <coughs> I, I, I think, I think I've caused a stir. Even DJ Dog you there, Graham. I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the rest of the season. I mean, do you guys feel the same? Do you guys feel like we could go the rest of the season undefeated? Because right now, there aren't that many winning records. Yeah. For the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly think and I said I think we could finish 12 and 5 I said I think if we lose one game against in the NFC North one against the AFC South and then one of our other divisional rounds quarterbacks are about much I was <laughs> for the audio listeners uh, the big Lavarsky after week one Graham was looking at Quarterbacks for first round draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the only thing is, is as long as we guys, as long as our guys don't live up or don't start believing the hype, yeah, um, all of these games are winnable. Now, you saw, I think last night, obviously the as soon as soon as the the final whistle had blown on the Detroit Lion game. Um, Vegas had us as 10, 10 and a half point favourites over the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears went out and stunned the New England Patriots last they night in, on Monday yeah. Night Football as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, whether that's inadvertent bulletin board material that, you know, they're saying, well, we're being disrespected by Vegas, let's go out and kick ass, you know, and potentially, you know, they're, they're looking to be more, more upsets. And again, you know, Chicago have a, a similar offense to Philadelphia with this run-pass option. Yeah. Um, obviously, they don't have the components that Philadelphia do. But, um, and you know, all of these games against the NFC East, you know, you, you, can throw, you can throw the form book out the window on that because the NFC East, when you're playing a divisional game, you know, anything can happen. Um, it's, it's almost like you go back to the sort of the Jerry Anderson films and like um, Terror Hawks. I think it will stay on this channel. Anything can happen in the next half hour. That's that's the sort of thing you've got to you've got to focus on for um, you've got to focus on for NFC East games, you know. But um, as as long as these guys keep level head, I I, I can certainly see that you know the yeah. remainder of the season is potentially winnable and. You're maybe talking that you're maybe talking that um, this could be number one seed, dare I say, for for playoffs as well. So yeah, um, yeah. So I th I think on that note, look, we'll do we'll do the shout outs before Mike Poland absolutely gets on <laughs> and kills us. So as always, look if you're going over to the Cowboys game. Get in touch with the guys at Cowboys Experience for the meet and greet, stadium tours, tickets, tailgating, and much more. And if you use the code, gentlemen, what do you get? You get free stuff. You get free stuff. Um, and don't forget, keep tuned in to our socials. Um, there is a Dallas 2023 travel package being organized so keep an eye out on all of our social channels to see what's going to happen with that and graham i'm going to give it to you there for the creators 
Yeah, so if you're if you're looking for cow, uh, Cowboys content during the week, make sure you check out um, our friends of the show. And there you've got Big Game James, Jeff Kavanagh, 105 Through the Fan. I'm sure most of you know about that. Um, Jay Tuck has been having plenty of fun with Eagles fans on Twitter at the moment. He's he's not difficult to find. You'll always uh, find them winding up an Eagles fan. Um, yeah, there's loads of good Cowboys content out there. Make sure you check out um, great stuff yeah. around around the, the, the social world. And as, as always, look, on Thursday night, Mike will be here to break down all things Cowboys and Bears. That's 9 o'clock here in the UK and Ireland. Four o'clock on the East Coast, three o'clock on the or three o'clock in Dallas, and one o'clock on the West Coast. Um, and we 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 can't go without pulling up this comment from Big Lebarski. He said, "Mike just texted me and said it's fine to go as long as we want." <laughs> well, Bearing in mind this week though, um, it's a five p.m. kickoff our time this week. Yep, our clocks mm. go back so. It's, yeah. it's only a five-hour difference. Yeah. So, as always, folks, look, tune in Thursday night. Mike and the team will be here, and it's a good night from me. I'll throw it over to you, gentlemen. Yep. Have a have a good remainder of the week. Hopefully see you Thursday night um, to, to break down this Bears um, game coming up. We're off to the Super Bowl. Oh no! <laughs> Good night!